The All Black Podcast is powered by our official cloud software partner, SAP, helping our teams in black become the best-run teams in sport. To listen to this episode and all the All Black Podcasts, subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere you get your podcasts. Kirofano, welcome to the All Black Podcast, powered by SAP. First episode of season two, and it feels right to get on a friend of the pod. Actually, first guest that I ever had on the All Black Podcast back in 2020. All Black number one one five three, sixty test matches for the All Blacks, sitting on ninety nine games for the Chiefs. Welcome, ALB, Lenny, Albie, Anton Leonard, nay, Anton Leonard Brown. Any other names I've missed? I've got about 20 nicknames, so we don't have all day. Uh, but yeah, thanks for having me back. I actually didn't think I'd be invited back, so uh, it's a pleasure. No, no, mate. I mean, Nagi has pushed us a couple of times, so I've slid you up the order a little bit. But no, nah, it's awesome to have you back, as I said. You know, first guest, um, you know, God, three years ago now, which it's hard to believe. But you're probably Hamilton's, you know, greatest PR machine, whether it be talking up FMG Stadium and the grass there or, or just the Tron in general. But what brings you up into the studio in Auckland up in the 09? Why are you here, man? Yeah, well, Hamilton City of the future, first of all. Um, and I'm not just uh, talking it up, I'm telling the truth. Uh, but I actually went to Kevin Hart last night. Oh, how good. Jeez, um, he's good. Uh, <laughs> actually, a great concept, and I think, I was thinking, like, more places should do this, but you have to put your, your phone into a lockbox and you hold oh. it, and then on the way out, you get, obviously open it. So no one has their phone at the at the show dialed in and everyone's just dialed in laughing and it, it's just a different yeah. atmosphere when everyone's not on their phones or or not videoing so makes you realize how much we're on those things eh it does so yeah we need to do that more often oh, i like it and mate uh, you've been off for a few weeks um with injury to the to the ankle on the mend um you know going in the right direction hopefully see you out there again in the coming weeks for the chiefs yeah um your first diagnosis after round one was three or four weeks. Um, and unfortunately, it's going to take a little bit longer. But yeah, at this stage, I'm about four weeks into it, hopefully another three or four weeks away. And then uh, you're back playing some footy. You know, as, as you see at the start, I'm on 99 games for the Chiefs. Mm. Now I've been limping my way to the <laughs> hundy. Uh, 98 games, I dislocated my shoulder out for the season, 99 high ankle sprain, so let's hope from 100 I get a little bit more luck. Yeah, get on a run from 100, absolutely, mate. It's a heck of an effort, something we'll talk about a little bit later on because racking up the numbers, actually, even with a, a couple of spells off, you're, you're um, turning into a bit of a veteran, which is pretty cool, but injury gives a little bit of opportunity to do a few other things, maybe, um, that you're not normally able to do. Where, did I see you down at the New Zealand Golf Open uh, recently? Were you in the moon boots, so maybe, maybe not carrying the bag, but it's is it... You know, as we've discussed before, it's one of the one of the best weeks in the calendar, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. I, I can't think of a better week in the calendar apart from Christmas Day. <laughs> um, well, now I'm a little bit older, probably better than Christmas Day. But, um, yeah, no, it was awesome to get down there. Obviously, couldn't play any golf. Well, actually, I played nine at Arrowtown okay. in my moon boot, um, which didn't end too well. But, um, <laughs> yeah, down there supporting my good mate, Israel Akahuta Jamal Dag. Um, watched him play some pretty tidy golf. Um, but yeah, weather was awesome down there at Millbrook. It's just it's just magical. 
a few big names down there, isn't there? And, and Dagger puts a bit of time into it, doesn't he? Like, he's out there once or twice a week honing his game. He's become a bit of a New Zealand golf regular, and he's playing pretty well, was he? He's playing very well. He's got a, a great swing, and he's got the an expectation like he's number one golfer in the world. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, nah, he, was, he was playing good golf. I can't, can't bag his golf, unfortunately. Um, it was good to see. And I know... You know, one day you hope to be involved in that tournament as well because it's a great concept, the, the pro-am concept, how they do it. But um, you have carried the bag before um, for one of your fellow rugby players. Who was that? How did it go? Give us a bit of a rundown. <laughs> yeah, one day hopefully I can play. I've got to get that handicap down. But um, it was actually 220 uh, just pre-COVID. Um, it was actually the last event I went to before COVID hit. Um, I carried the bag for Damon McKenzie. I think we might have spoke about this before, but... Um, how did it go? Well, you know, as every every good caddy does, he carries the bag, um, gives them the right clubs, and gives them the right distances. And um, unfortunately for myself as a caddy, my my fellow player, um, his his golf form wasn't, uh, I guess, was it wasn't reciprocating what sure. the the great distances I was giving him. So it got to a stage where, um, you know. I said, what's the point of me giving you a distance when <laughs> I know your ball's going to go 50 metres to the right anyway? It's like, you know, you can use the range finder. Yeah. I said to him, well, the range finder only gives you a distance straight. It doesn't curve around and be like, yeah, well, and, you know, adjust to the to where his ball was going all over the show. But um, other than that, it was a, it was a great experience. Because you and Jim are, are good mates, you've lived together, you've played rugby together for years and years and years. Was this the first time there was a bit of strain on the relationship and the sort of the caddy player role? No, nah, there's constant strain. <laughs> <laughs> every every day there's strain. Um, I guess you can't be good mates if uh, if totally. you're not feeling strain every day. There's plenty of banter being chucked around. So it was actually going back to you know he wasn't playing the best golf and I was trying to be the best caddy, but. As a caddy, I mean, you're guaranteed two days to play golf. Yep. And and to fear, I was hoping he missed the cut because I didn't <laughs> want to carry on Saturday or Sunday. So it actually worked worked out well. So he missed the cut and we got to watch some golf and enjoy the weekend. I wasn't left uh, having to carry his bag around. Happy days. And I know, I, I think, I don't know if you were telling me via Jim or whether Jim was saying it, but, you know, like he's... He's a pretty good goal kicker. He's a pretty good rugby player. He's in a bit of an ice man position at 10 and 15 sometimes. He's been known to kick some some pretty high-pressure goals. But actually, he said, standing on the on the tee at a big tournament with people watching, it's as much pressure as he's ever felt. Like, um, you know, Do you think you'll be ready for that, mate, when the time comes, when you're a single-figure handicapper and, and uh, good to go? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'd, well, I, I just, like, if I stand, stand up on the tee you know, at my local club with one person watching, like, I feel pressure. It's, it's funny, like, people are like, oh, you run into stadiums with 60,000 people, but it's a little bit different because, yeah. you know, I guess you train rugby all the time and and you're used to it, but yeah, there's nothing like standing on a tee um, with people watching and having to hit a good shot when you know you've got plenty of bad ones up the sleeve. <laughs> Absolutely. Mate, a few warm-up questions before we get into the main interview. Still keeping that golf theme, you know, in the Chiefs or, or maybe not in the Chiefs, maybe in the All Blacks, you know, if there was a rival league, a lived golf type league, who would be the first person to jump? Who would be the DJ? Who would be DJ? Well, you, I don't think Geordie Barrett would do it, but <laughs> a, 
to me, he's, he's a big frame like a Dustin Johnson. He's yep. got that. Smashes it, doesn't yeah. he? He's sort of got that um, that thing about him. And he's he's the best golfer going around. Um, but who would take the money? Um, she's uh, too fair, like. They offered me the money. <laughs> <laughs> 200 mil. <laughs> With my golf ability, I'll be off. <laughs> How good. No, I'm not going to chuck anyone on the bus, so I'll say myself. I like it, mate. And you play a lot of golf, you know, whether it's with the lads or maybe people you don't know, famous people. Who would be a great golfing four ball? Oh, yeah, it's plenty of banter, eh? Like, like my dream golfing four ball. Yeah, yeah. Like people that, like, I think. You know, as someone that loves golf, like Tiger has to be in there. Oh, 100%. Um, oh, who else? Tiger, favorite favorite athletes go LeBron James. Yeah. Tiger, I'd actually go Michael Jordan because he actually plays golf. Tiger, Michael Jordan, and um, oh, I'll chuck my good mate Jim in there. Nice, just so I can give him banter. You and Jim would have to either the bank account, wouldn't you, to play with those guys? They like a bit of a side hustle and, and, yeah. and rolling. Well, lucky Damo's got plenty, so that's <laughs> Straight why I'll chuck him in there. How good. Mm. If you weren't a rugby player, mate, what would you be? It's a, it's a good question. I, I guess before I I started professional rugby, I think I was looking at doing like teaching, PE teaching, oh, yeah. um, or like becoming a builder. So, But now I'm sort of like in rugby and I've been exposed to different opportunities and meeting different people. Um, I think it'd definitely be something in, in business. Yep. Um, either like property or business and sort of hopefully running your own cutter. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know, giving you a really good challenge and, and seeing if you can put, I guess, the same values and the same, I guess, work ethic you put in rugby and, and reciprocating it into business and seeing if it works. Like yeah. really interested in that. So Mate, ho- how good. yeah, hopefully post footy, something like that. I absolutely look forward to, to watching that space. And is you know, I thought I saw is Brad Weber gonna attend another R and V. I heard maybe he was ten and done, but um, you know, he's a big name at the event these days. Do you think he'll go again? Oh, surely. Um <laughs> is he on ten or eleven? Oh. Um yeah, he'll be back, but I guess by the time the 31st of December rolls around, um, he'll be in France. Maybe oh, there it is. is he, I don't, I'm not sure when he's on. Yeah, he I know he's right, contracted. Actually. I know he's going to be around for the World Cup and stuff, but he might have to fly over to, to France uh, in December or something. But yeah, I, I, we'll chuck him on Zoom or something like that. Totally. Mm. Mate, keeping the tunes going, um, whether you're on the bus on the way to the game or in the gym or maybe post-match, what sort of tunes are, are on the Spotify playlist for you? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a mixed bag. Um, I love anything from, you know, Max Relax to, to DMB. So, you know, sub-focus, um, plenty of sub-focus sort of DMB musics in there and then right down to like a, a bit of Billie Eilish, yeah. um, LAB 660. So there, there's a whole range of things, bit of rock. What's that? It's, I think it's Encore. It's like Jay-Z. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, uh, yeah. That's a great one. Mate, when we uh, we see those shots of you on the bus heading to the game or when you get to the ground and you've got the the headphones on and, and cruising around pre-match, what's in there? Is that the sort of DB stuff? You're just starting to build the levels up? 
Yeah, there's normally a, a playlist of about 20 songs and it just it shuffles through and it, it's a bit of a, the luck of the draw. Sometimes you get off the bus and DMB, DMB's pumping. Sometimes you get off the bus and a bit of LAB's playing. So yeah, Just run yeah, with it. Just run with it. Mm. I like it. Last time we had you on the pod, we sort of ran through. Your brother plays for the Highlanders and you know you were adamant that you were the favourite son um, <laughs> and you know that parents were Chiefs fans and, and that, was, that was a given. But then when we dug a little bit deeper, you know, Parents can be spotted wearing Highlanders polos and, and mum was torn and she'd actually cut the polos in half and sewn them together. Like, where are we at these days? Like, have you managed to secure that position or are they still, you know, playing it um, nice and neutral? Oh, it hasn't changed in three <laughs> years, yeah. Had to say Dad's, um, wow, he's moved from Samoa to Auckland and I guess the first team he supported was the Blues. Yeah. Um, moved down to Christchurch and... Yeah, now he's he's more of a Chiefs supporter, and um, your yeah, mum's more of a, a sort of a, a down south girl. So yeah, she's more of a, a Landers supporter. So that that's where we're at. But she's still got her half half polo, and um, yeah, nothing's changed. <laughs> I like it. Couple of footy questions. Can you remember your favourite All Black growing up? Favourite All Black. Um, I do like. Yeah, probably when I got into to high school. Um, was when I sort of had a, a favourite All Black athlete, and that was uh, Sunny. Yeah, SB Dub. Um, and one of the reasons was because he's half Samoan, half Kiwi, just like me. And obviously, he's a man, um, good looking like me. Yeah, very similar. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of similar characteristics. Yeah, same body, same same body <laughs> same shape. Physique. Yeah. So you know, pretty much. Um, no, nah, but yeah, no, I loved um, seeing Sunny play and. I mean, yeah, as as sort of when I started my All Blacks journey, and um, he come back to the All Blacks, and yeah. I was around the guy I looked up to. It was it was pretty surreal and amazing, and um, yeah, that's who I looked up to. Pretty cool to rub shoulders with your idols, isn't it? I remember, I mean, I think maybe you told me a yarn around when you got to play twelve for the Chiefs. All the moves were designed around this big unit with an offloading <laughs> game, and you had to jump in there and, and try and play that role, and, and how challenging that was. But like, still pretty cool to be the guy you loved growing up. Get to be involved with them a little bit in the professional rugby environment. That's a real New Zealand thing, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. I guess New Zealand's a, a small place, and you know, you know, him, for him as an athlete, especially in the in the rugby world, like he was probably, you know, the biggest. You know, he's yeah. known worldwide, or you know, Richie and, and Dan and, and Sonny, those were sort of the big dogs. <laughs> yeah. Guys, you're like, yeah, you guys are the man. <laughs> um, but <clears throat> yeah, I, I guess going back to the the Chiefs thing, all the moves were designed around him, and and Rens never changed it. <laughs> Sad. So I was yeah, I was 93 kgs, 18 years old, and had to go 9 to 12 off the line out running to <laughs> two big Lucy's. It works when, you know, you're Sonny Bill Williams and it didn't work for me. So, <laughs> oh, These days you've got a bit more sway, mate, and you can yeah. have some feet. Put, put on 10 kgs <laughs> since then, so totally. Big works unit. a bit better. Big, good-looking man. There's a toughest opponent you've marked, and why? That could be anywhere. It could be school, could be super, you know, could be international footy, but there's a couple of guys that spring to mind that have been real challenging. Um... There's, yeah, there's probably three people that, that spring to mind, um, or three guys. First would be Ma'anonu. Yeah. Um, you know, probably, you know, the greatest midfielder, well, in, in New Zealand, him and him, Conrad, and then worldwide, like, 
<clears throat> he was just a phenomenal. He's still going. <laughs> Unreal. He, right. He's a yeah. beast. He's the man. Um, just how big he was, his skill set. Um, and he bumped me off, scored a try. Like I'll, I'll never forget that. A little bit embarrassing, but <clears throat> geez, he's just a freak. You know, you you go to tackle him and then he'd pass late, and um, <clears throat> so yeah, he'd he'd be number one on the list. Yep. Um, second guy would be Chisholm Colby. Oh yeah. There is nothing worse than trying to tackle a small. A little bit, a little bit like trying to tackle Damo, but I've always been on his team. But Chisholm Colby, like. He's an absolute freak. In space, eh? It, you know, you literally, you'd be closer than me and you, and he'd still step you. You're like, how, how's that possible? Mm. Um, and he's, yeah, he's he's small, but he's quick, he's powerful, and just an absolute freak. And the, the third guy um, was actually, I remember playing my first years of a, of NPC, and I guess though, he's a little bit of a, a white battler, but geez, he could play in Richard Buckman. Oh, was, you beauty, the Barracuda. Yeah, the Barracuda. He's he's freakishly strong, and I remember having to tackle him plenty of times and thinking, geez, yeah, it's tough. Mm. You um, when you first started, he was in a bit of a purple <clears throat> patch as well, wasn't he? Though the Hollanders were were strong, and and he was actually became a bit of a main man for in Super Footy for those guys. It was going really well. Yeah, yeah, he was. I mean, when the Landers won the 2015 title. He's, he was in some form. He's, oh, I mean, he's just yeah. a great rugby player. Mm. Yeah. Mate, a bit of Chiefs chat. Like, firstly, you know, every year basically for the last few years that you've been involved, it's been really unsettled. COVID, bubbles, travel bubbles, you know, sometimes you're away for a few months. Competition, like, doesn't just change. It changes within the competition. You know, you start the competition and that changes again for Super Rugby. Must be good just to start this year just knowing that's us, just being able to settle down and go, right, that's our schedule, that's what we're doing as the Chiefs. Um, and, you know, put my hand up and say, I reckon it's been a great start to the season. There have been some awesome games. And, and um, having the Jura and Moana Pacifica settled as well, um, you know, I think it's been a great start to the season. Have you enjoyed it so far this year now that we're kind of, we know what the runway looks like? Yeah, for sure. It's nice to have, I guess, a round robin competition. Um, and I guess, yeah, through COVID, you're just grateful to be playing rugby and, um, you know, there's disruption, but until things get back to normal, you're probably like, yeah, that, that was quite disruptive, but at the time you just, you're playing, but it's nice to have a, a round robin competition, um, settled with 12 teams and, you know, giving Sauce and that Moana and, and the Jura a part of the competition as well. Um, you know, I don't know if I've said this stat on the pod before, but I think, you know, the Pacific Islands, um, they or well, one third of professional rugby are, are from the Pacific Islands. Yeah. So that they give a massive amount um, to, I guess, rugby worldwide, and it's great that, you know, we're looking after, um, the people that well, a, a big chunk of people that you know are giving a massive amount to rugby. Oh, totally, and it's so good for um, you know them to see, for them to provide a local pathway. You know, like yeah. so many uh, players from the islands, Fiji, Samoa, Tonga, etc., all go and ply their trade overseas, and perhaps at times that makes it challenging for their international teams. But now we've got guys here living in New Zealand, living in the islands, can see a local team to be a part of, which has got to be pretty cool. And and you know, with your Samoan heritage, um, I'm sure you appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. And it's I mean, there's there's just so much talent in the islands, and oh, unreal. Like you go to you go to Fiji and you see them playing touch and you're like, 
or sevens and it's like wow like yep. any any of you could be a professional <laughs> rugby player it's just um i guess it's a little bit of luck who gets picked up but like you said now they've got a a pathway they can see a team that they can make it's, it's pretty special yeah and i know i mean you're a you're a Christchurch lad born and bred and and um but you might have had a little smile on your face when the juror knocked over the crusaders like it was pretty <laughs> it was pretty cool wasn't it i'm a i'm through and through crusaders fan and and wanted the boys to get up but seeing the juror get a win at home when they haven't have to play too much footy at home seeing how much support they've got how passionate the support is um you know, maybe not the worst loss in the world for the Crusaders, and I'm sure you boys had a wee smile on as well. Yeah, I've been been up in Hamilton for 11 years now, so <laughs> so well and truly a, a Chiefs Waikato man uh, through and through. But yeah, I guess it was. I guess for in terms of the jury, it was it was great for the game. Um, you saw how you know ecstatic them and and the fans were, so it was great. And I mean. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to hate on the Crusaders. You know, they yeah, yeah. won six titles in a row, and um, I guess when you're that successful, people love seeing you lose. So, um, yeah, but it was great for the Jura. Mate, sitting on 99 games, um, pretty awesome actually. When you think about it, like racked up 60 games for the All Blacks, 99 games for the Chiefs. You, you are a veteran these days, mate. You are an experienced <laughs> rugby player. Like, how have things changed? Like when you first came in, when we first talked on the pod, we talked about things like you know getting chucked in the deep end and playing on the wing for the Chiefs at Loftus and and not being happy with your game and some of the anxiety that that brought you. You know because you want to prove yourself to your peers, to your other players. And but these days, you know, I have no doubt you're you're part of the senior senior leader group and it's a you know what what is it is that different are you able to celebrate some of the successes along the way because you know that's that's almost 150 or over 150 games of professional footy it's pretty cool um are you able to sit down sometimes and and actually appreciate you know that it's been a cool journey and some of the moments along the way yeah like personally I don't sort of it's just like Probably the key word you said, the journey. So, yeah. like, for me, it's just, um, you know, realising that this is this is the journey I'm on. Um, whether I'm injured, whether <laughs> I'm playing, whether I'm on the bench or, or not even starting, like, everything's a journey. Um, I, pro I probably don't reflect enough of, of what's happened. Like, yeah, I sort of... Because in, in professional rugby, you always want the next, like, the next... You know, you might have a good season, but before you know it, the next season rolls around and I guess, yeah, you just, I'm always, you know, looking forward um, and, and and looking at the next. So, which is, I, I in, a, in a way, it's a, it's a good thing. Like, um, I sort of believe that, wow, I, I remember this guy or this um, man, I kind of don't even know who he was, but we're just shining in a cafe and he's, we played a game and must have played well and he, he's he's yarning about it and he goes, you're only as good as your, and I cut him off, I said, your last game. And he goes, no, nah, you're only as good as your next. Yeah. And I, I was it sort of struck a chord with me because yeah. I think it's really important when you're you're on this journey, there's so many ebbs and flows, there's so many ups and downs that that you do look forward. So if you, if you play a good game, you don't get ahead of yourself and you, and you know that the next one is the one that counts and then if you have a bad game you know that you've got another opportunity to prove yourself so that's the sort of way I look at, at my my career and, and my journey I just say you know always looking to the next and I'm injured at the moment um, but there's still a lot of things I can work on so still 
still go through the same process as I would during a week, plan my week really thoroughly, be really clear on what I'm going to work on. And I guess that takes all the frustration out of of what what situation I'm in. And I know that, well, as long as I'm getting better every week, that's all that matters. And what matters is that I'm back the best I can be when I play rugby. Love it. Well, the boys have started well. You know, like the Chiefs have started really well. I know um, dropping the semi-final to the Crusaders last year and pushed them really hard, but perhaps didn't take opportunities, and that's probably sitting there a little bit. But it just looks like from a distance, really good depth, you know, really good competition within the team. All the lads are playing really, really well. Can actually play, yeah, can score the tries. Someone like Shooters on Fire, um, Sean Stevenson, Damo, but also great kicking game, you know, like set pieces really, really strong. You can sort of go 20 style of footy. Like, is that just a natural progression of what Clayton's been trying to do for the last year or so and we're just starting to see the fruits of it all come together? Yeah. I mean, you know, Clayton and and the coaches and behind and it's, it's you know, the whole organisation really, um, you know, to the trainers, the physios, yeah. the management and I guess Clayton's at the top and he's leading and he just does a great job but... Yeah, it's it's been a it's been a, a building process, and I don't want to get ahead of ourselves because we've won was four it three, or five or something, three, yeah. three games in a row, or, yeah, or something like that. So, or four games in a row, and there's still a long way to go. I mean, unless you win the final, everyone will forget what's happened. Totally. <laughs> totally. Um, but yeah, it's been a it's been a, a building process. I mean, in two twenty, we lost every we lost eight games in a row, <laughs> um, but. I guess what we're doing through that period was a lot of the players we had was were 20 years old and now they've had two or three years of, of Super Rugby experience and now we've got a, a squad of, you know, 36 that's all played, that Super Rugby hardened, you know, that, that know what it's about and we've just got, our strength is really our depth. Yep. Um, you know, we can, we can roll out, you know, a, a pretty good team throughout our whole squad, so... Um, yeah, the, the depth is there, and it, it's been a it's been a process over a few years. But we're in a good spot. But there's, I mean, and like I said, unless you win the final, yeah, it will be forgotten. Mate, yeah, could pick out a whole lot of guys because there's a heap of guys playing well. But I just want to pick out a few guys you know really well, like Damo, um, like Shooter Sean Stevenson and Lukey J. Like they are playing really, really well, aren't they? And obviously, there's a carrot there of trying to win a Super Rugby title. There's a carrot of trying to get into a Rugby World Cup squad. Um, but also, a lot changes after Rugby World Cup as well, doesn't it? And there's opportunities post that tournament as well. And perhaps, um, you know, it is a shooter gym with an opportunity at 10. Like, Lukey Jay's playing outstanding footy. Like, there's there's a lot to play for for the lads, isn't there? There's a lot to motivate you to go out there and, and have a red-hot crack. Yeah, for sure, I guess. Um, yeah, it's, it's World Cup year and all those three names and, and many more, you know, in the picture... Um, so, you know, motivation's high. Um, and then, it, you know, as the Chiefs, you know, we, we want to do great things as well. So, yeah, those guys have had, <coughs> excuse me, <laughs> those guys have had a, a great start to the season and and uh, so, so may it continue. And, um, yeah, you, you can just see them around training, the way, the way they conduct themselves. Um, you know, Sean Stevenson, he's... Jesus, having out seven tries in four games, it's it's pretty outstanding. And he had a great Maldives tour, um, All Blacks 15s tour. So, 
um, you know, he, he's in a really good spot. Um, and, you know, he's, he's come a long way and he's he's jumping in the saunas and he's doing all the right stuff. <laughs> oh, so, so talking to some of you boys at different times, it's not surprising anyone in terms you've seen this stuff at training a lot and or sneak peeks of it in different games. Like that, It's always been there, but now he's just pulling it together consistently, which is probably the main thing. And, and maybe Damo just playing 10 basically for two years is, is bearing real fruits as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, I guess, you know, Shooter was sort of in and out of the team, but this year um, he's sort of been given that 15 jersey and, you know, he's made it his own so far and... You know, big slim at ten. You know, he wants to play ten. He's playing well, and you know, he's just—he's such a threat. He's such a danger. Um, He's—I guess he wouldn't be your traditional ten, yeah. but um, the way he goes about things is—is is, you know, at times unstoppable. Mate, and I think too, like I've heard people like yourself and others say, like you say, he—he he does the things that draw a lot of attention sometimes, a bit non-traditional for a ten, but actually. He can run a game as well, can't he? He can kick a big ball. Um, he's a great goal kicker, and there's times when, um, you know, he can absolutely move the boys around in the right direction. That's maybe that's a, a maturity in his game, but but he absolutely is a good game manager as well, isn't he? Yeah, for sure. You know, he's he's got that experience, and um, he, he's very well spoken. And yeah, I guess you know his ability to manage the game is is right up there. But because he does so many other cool things, it's probably not respected <laughs> as much. Totally. Um, and I guess, you know, New Zealand, we love the traditional ways way of things and if things look a little bit different, um, we think it doesn't look, you know, we, we think otherwise, but, you know, he's he's having a, a great a great season and he's looking good in the 10 jersey. Mate, absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about um, the All Blacks. Like last year, had a bit of time off for you, but you got back into it through Waikato and then were able to be a part of the last four or five test matches of the year. Um, you know, how, how was that coming back? A team that basically you've been a part of for four or five years, like, you know, week in, week out, but just a little bit of time out during the course of the season. You came in and jumped back in. Is it is it seamless or, or do you almost, you know, is it like getting picked again for the first time when you get when you get slotted back in? And, and did you enjoy that tour um, at the end of the year? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's the pinnacle of rugby in New Zealand, and um, you know, you always got to earn the right to to be in that environment. And you know, I really I miss rugby in general, um, and you know, I miss being a part of that environment. So, um, yeah, it was really exciting to to be back in there. Um, loved going on tour. Um, going up to the UK is just. It's just in Japan, like it's it's such a cool experience. Like especially up up um, up north, where you you play at Scotland, you play at Twickers. Um, where else did we play? Played Scotland, Wales. played England, Wales. played Wales, played yeah. Wales. <laughs> yeah, um, all those stadiums are just it's, it's just a whole different experience, and you just love it. And I just love being around the boys, around the team, and you miss the banter, you miss the the competitive nature of everything. You miss those nerves. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was it was great to be back. And it's um mean, it was it was a crazy year last year, you know, like the boys dropping the series to Ireland at the start of the year. Um, you know, there were times when Fozzie was under real pressure, so was Sammy, you know, can't shy away from that stuff. 
it felt like a little bit, maybe just taking that 10 minutes out against England, but it felt like there was a period there where we started to find our feet a wee bit. We got settled in the coaching department. I think Jace really added something. Awesome to have Joe Smith involved, who's got a lot of experience. Um, and it just felt like the team started to settle a wee bit. Um, you know, was that the feeling when you were there as well? I know you weren't involved um, in the team as such at the start of the year, but it just felt there was a little bit of confidence growing and, and maybe we can fly under the radar a little bit as we go into the World Cup. We're there, and full credit to them. Um, some of the Northern Hemisphere teams, France and Ireland, are playing great footy, which is awesome. Um, and to go up um, to their neck of the woods, maybe we can fly under the radar a wee bit, albeit the first game is against France, so that won't be for too long. But um, did it feel like the boys are going the right direction? Yeah, like I mean, when when I went in there, like the the environment was was awesome. Um, it, it, like training was was at you know another level, and like um, the the whole coaching group was awesome. Um, just like learning every day, you're getting better every day, and um, that's what I guess that's what's that's what it's about. I guess you know it's incrementally getting better, so you can you can perform. Um, on on the world stage, so yeah, I guess there was a lot of stuff that that happened before that. There's a lot of a lot of chat, um, but yeah, it was when I went in, it was it was a great great environment to be a part of, and um, I, I think there was some great shifts made. Mate, new coach appointed, like Razor got the job yesterday, and and you know I think get your perspective on you know while. You know, Foz mentioned that he's a bit upset around the timing of it. At least now he knows what's going on, and it's just he can able to know what the runway looks like in front of him, put his head down with the group, with you boys, um, and just be purely focused on the job at hand. That's maybe the one good side of having the coach named um, at this time of year. Yeah, I guess a contentious conversation, but um, yeah, I mean, this, the way I, I look at things is. I've got to get back, play Super Rugby, yep. uh, play well, and then and then be selected. Um, but yeah, there's been a lot of chat. Um, there's, I mean, it's been good for the media. They've been selling a lot of stories. Um, and it's a little bit different when you're when you're on the other side. But um, for me, as as a player, um, yeah, I guess you get asked those things a lot. But I just say my job's to to play good rugby, be selected, and if I am, fully get behind um, um, the coach and, and what we're, we're, I guess what we're uh, wanting to achieve. Mate, 100%. As I said a couple of times throughout the pod, 60 test matches under the belt, Anton, 99 games for the Chiefs, but, you know, and so much more in front of you, um, no doubt at all, but is there a couple of moments that stick out in those 60 test matches for the All Blacks as really favourite moments? And it doesn't have to be it could be anything, you know. Like, is there things that you look back on um, still today and think, "Geez, that was a good day." Yeah, I can't go past the the debut, um, like that whole experience. Um, I mean, it's it's cliche, but it was a sort of pinch yourself moment, um, and just how it all happened. Like, I was injury cover, then thought I was going to hold a, a tackle bag the whole championship, which I was really happy to do. <laughs> And then before you know it, the second week of the championship, I'm playing it in Wellington to potentially win the, the Bledisloe Cup in the yeah. second game. And I was starting at 12. And um, I guess what makes you know a debut is if, if you sort of play well too. So yeah. everything um, worked out. And yeah, that, that will always be 
in in the memory bank is is the real highlight. Um, and then if I can think, there's yeah, a few others as as probably comebacks like, uh, um, one was at Forsyth Bar, I think it was for the Blues again. Um, Bodie Barrett scored the winning try. Oh, that was that. Yeah. Um, we were, they scored to go ahead with three minutes to go. I come off, come off. The, I was off the bench, and just being a part of that was was unreal. I mean, you you never want it to be too close, but I mean, the payoff is that you get experience like like no other. Um, so that was that was a highlight, and then in South Africa was another comeback. Um, again, come off the bench again, and um, we were down by about twenty, and Adi Sabia scored to to win. That was awesome. Um, so yeah. Mate, awesome. So, mate, almost done. What does it look like for you? We're going to get back on the field for the Chiefs and then what? The All Blacks have got four or five games, um, so goal is to be a part of that shortened rugby championship um, squad and, and then and then hopefully off to France. Yeah, for sure. I mean, short-term goal is to get my anchor right, um, play good rugby for the Chiefs and then, you know, as I said earlier, earn the right to, to be in that All Black squad. Um, obviously, it's a big year. Um, and I'd love to to be a part of the the rugby championship, and then through to um, the World, World Cup. So um, I, I guess you know what 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 is in my control is yeah, I will be back on the rugby field. Um, I will have enough games to to earn that right. So um, that's my sole focus at the moment. Mate, how good. Good luck with that, mate. Looking forward to seeing you get the jersey back on for the Chiefs. Looking forward to seeing your handicap drop on New Zealand Golf <laughs> app there, uh, working your way down. And, um, yeah, look, best of luck for, for the internationals at the end of the year. I hope to see you a part of it. And, and um, thanks for coming in. I really appreciate it, mate. Thanks, brother. The All Blacks podcast is powered by our official cloud software partner, SAP, helping our teams in black be the best run in sports. Hosted by Rob Dunn in the Hargrave Street Studio. Produced by Carl Thompson from Blue and Ginge, the podcast producers. Video editing by Mac Leesberg, graphics by Western Design, content advising from Andy Burt, and commercial manager for the podcast is Valeska Hoth. Follow the All Blacks podcast on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and anywhere you get your podcasts.